Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Checking. Hey, welcome to Old Dog New Tech. This is Jeff West. I think we're on episode 33. It's Christmas vacation. Can you tell? I don't know what even day is it. It's a Wednesday. No, it's Thursday, the 27th. And I am on vacation, as I'm sure many of my colleagues are, but I wanted to put together uh, kind of a compilation of tech treats for you, keeping it short. Hopefully you're catching up on your sleep and rest and recharging, but if you're listening to my podcast, I'm sure I can help you out with a few things to just check and see how you're going to integrate some tech, some tech treats. Usually what I do at the end of the podcast is I create a time where I highlight a few specific, shorter, easier things to click and check out. See how it would work in your classroom. I am recording from my hotel room and using my headphones with a microphone on it. I'm not using my Blue Yeti like I usually do. And uh, I think I put three or four different tech treats in there, and hopefully you'll take a minute and listen through them. They're all real shorties. This whole podcast is not going to be very long. i got my next one coming up. I know I have an interview lined up with uh, two colleagues. So I have my next two podcast interviews, uh, one with my wife, and the other is with uh, a good friend and uh, colleague, uh, John Daly, who is a business and career tech teacher in the high school. So he also has... Uh, a podcast with Coach John Daly. Oh, gosh, sorry, John. Your title is Escaping Me. I know it has to do with success. He focuses on that, does some interviews himself. So check those out if you got some time over break and you're just relaxing and listening to some podcasts and catching up on that. Uh, Again, tech integration is what I'm kind of focusing on with some tools here in the tech treats in the next three or four segments of this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're having a good time with your family, resting, recharging, what, however you view uh, your vacation. Uh, as soon as I get done here, I'm going to go spend some time with my family. So I hope you have a safe and happy holiday, and I'll get back on schedule next week. Goodbye for now. The treat this week it's still following kind of so we're talking about Google Sites and uh, productivity. Here's a little productive uh, tip for you. Pin your tabs in Chrome browser. So if you use specific websites every day, it's a good idea to do two things, to create a more seamless start when you open up your browser. First, go to the three dots in the upper right-hand corner 
Uh, once you open your browser, go to the upper right-hand corner of the three dots, go to Settings, and find the Start Where You Left Off feature and select this. This should be down uh, a little bit. I think it says each time you open Chrome. And I think it will say New Tab, or it will have a place you can plug a, uh, an address in. Or you can say Start Where You Left Off, which is what I use. Then open up all those tabs that you use regularly, and you're going to be right-clicking on each of them and select Pin Tab. This will move the tab to the left and remove the possibility of closing them. So if you hover over the tab once you pin it, you won't see the X, so you can't accidentally close it. Okay? So once you get that, then when you close your browser and open it again, these tabs will automatically open in that left-hand side again. And if you'll have to log in if there's a you know a particular website you'll have to that makes you log in each time you have to log in of course and I suggest doing this anyway especially if you're dealing with student data you know attendance grades definitely want to log in each time that's it that's all you got to do and it saves me uh, an immense amount of time um, I can navigate quickly. Uh, to these things, and I think it's going to help you too. So you want to pin your tabs, and you want to start where you left off. And that's your tech treat for the week. Take care. My tech treat is, is uh, create a shared folder in your Google Drive so when you send a document or post it to your website or LMS, it is accessible, and you can avoid the million permission requests via your email. Like me, like I forgot to do. I don't always forget to do it. I just, uh, sometimes I think I did it or I'll create something and I'm moving along, trying to move fast and, you know, multitask, whatever that is. Um, just take my advice. Go to that folder and click to open it in your drive and then create your doc within there or your or whatever it is you're creating. It'll save you a lot of time. Another treat for you at Tech Tools, try Mentimeter, M-E-N-T-I-M-E-T-E-R. Link is in the show notes. This is an interactive presentation tool. It's free with some limitations. Like I think you only get like three slides. Uh, there are more advanced features available for a price. Um, this is a good way to do what Google Forms can do. And it has kind of a side of Google Slides. So it's in a slides presentation, but within there, there are interactive slides that that your students could answer a question. And there's a, uh, it creates a, a word tree or it will show them um, up to the minute responses, you know, as people answer a question. You know, I say, hey, what 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 do you do best? And I give them the four uh, five criteria that uh, were adjudicated on at Band Festival. And I say, what? And what one do you have a clear understanding of or do you least understand? You could use some more explanation. And then I show them that slide as they're answering it. Uh, it also has a very cool feature where you can do it at your pace. So you control it. So you could have them all answer the slide there while you're on it. Or you can do it at, they can do it at their pace. It's an interesting idea for, uh, you know, allowing some self-paced interactive slides. Mentimeter. Mentimeter. Survey your students or, or assess their learning. Take a look at it.
You know, last podcast, I talked about three resources to explore, and I neglected to mention, hey, there's no treat, because I gave you kind of three treats in the body of the podcast. So I hope you took time to take a look at uh, Open Education, OER, uh, Commons, or Common Sense Media, or Google Arts and Culture. Um, those are three massive uh, resources, and there's a lot there for you to use. But this week, here's your tech treat. For being a good listener, your tech treat this week is ThingLink. Thing, T-H-I-N-G-L-I-N-K, all one word. You can choose an image and you can add information that appears when you hover or click on an icon that you place in that on that image. So there's all kinds of possibilities for communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. You can do that with ThingLink. I used it uh, when I developed a digital breakout, but that's a treat for another podcast. ThingLink. I put a link to ThingLink in the show notes. Uh, check it out. It's pretty cool. Think about uh, maybe, again, there's always ways that you can use it and give that content to kids. Of course, that's a, that's a very normal teacher way, but facilitate it. Give it to your kids and show them how to use it and then tell them to create something. I think you'll enjoy it. I know um, it's a tool that I am trying to find ways to incorporate it. And mostly because um, I enjoyed developing it myself. You know, I, always, I find that when I have a tool like this and... Um, the content. This is one of those that um, won't be a won't be a chore. You know, as you're creating it, you know, you'll find your creativity kind of being inspired. And then, like I said, just turn over the reins and tell, show the kids how you did it, and say, "Here you go. I want you to do it on this subject and find these things." Thing link. You have a good week. Thanks for listening. Give me a iTunes uh, shout out if you would, or drop me an email. This is Jeff West, episode 23, cut. In your favorite time, it's Tech Treat. Here's your Tech Treat in this episode, two totally unrelated things. Google Voice and Cars Evaluation Checklist for Information Literacy. Now, how did I get to those? Well, I'll tell you how. I've been meaning to mention both of these, and every time... I put it on the list, and then something comes up and interrupts it. So this time I said, you know what? I'm going to do them together, and maybe, who knows? It'll hit maybe both of these are things. Pick a number to connect to your cell phone and make calls and give it to your students or parents if you need to using Google Voice. When you set it up, you enter your phone, and then uh, Google gives you some phone numbers to choose from. You choose it. There's a whole, it will call you, and you answer, and make sure that everything's working. You can um, then hand that that uh, number out, and you can turn it off and on as you want to. You can set up voicemail. It's transcribed and timestamped, so you can easily keep records. Maybe you have your students call in and read something, an assignment, and then you can listen to that voicemail on your computer or even play an assignment for those of us in the music area. I used this when I was a teacher's union officer, and so my personal number wouldn't be available, and I gave I could just hand this number out. People could text me. They could call me when as they needed to, and I didn't have data issues there. You can even create 
unique voice messages for each number that calls you. So you can make records of, you know, if a particular person, a friend's calling and you want to give them a goofy phone message as personalized, you can do that. I think that's pretty cool. Check it out. Google Voice. The next one is CARS, which stands for, uh, it's an acronym, for how you can check the characteristics of online content. Is it credible? Is it accurate? Is it reasonable? And is it supported? In other words, it's not just a one-hitter. It's not just one time it's on, and then nobody ever posts again. And there's no, you know, so if you're looking at this, you look at a website, and it's got some pretty hard-to-believe news on it, uh, some source, some research, and so forth. And you look at it, and there's no sources cited. And you check out one of the pieces, you're able to check it out, and you go, okay, that's not accurate. I know that's not true. And it's outlandish. It's not reasonable. So, And there's no update, no constant update. You look at the bottom of the page, and it says, last updated, 2001 probably shouldn't use that information. So it's one of the many information literacy tools that can be used to help students learn how to find credible sources and evaluate whether they should be used. CARS, credibility, accuracy, reasonable, and support. Does the source have all of those or most of them? Check out the link in the uh, short explanation of the, each criteria or visit the webpage to get the complete story. The webpage address is available in the document that I linked in the show notes. Google Voice and Cars, your tech treat. Enjoy. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>